OWP, this is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. Hey, Dave, you got a liter of cola? Yeah, cuz. <laughs> Woo! And Craig. Hey, I'm a journalist. <laughs> Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. You have it bad no, these days. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today. In your house, bad blood. 97. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. But don't forget, we're also part of the WrestleHub family, all about wrestling podcasts. Catch them at the WrestleHub on YouTube and Instagram. Guys, you ready for some bad blood? I'm telling you right now, my fucking mustache is not going to make it, so I will be ripping it off. But I, but I would like a liter, like a liter of cola. Yes, I, would I would like a liter of cola. I don't please. know what that is. <laughs> so just, and, just letting everybody know right now. Just take a picture of this, and then that'll be it. And it's I, Halloween, I, spooky. It's it Halloween is. Month, it is that. Halloween. That's why we're Scare. doing this bad blood episode, and we're dressed up like a bunch of jackasses. Uh huh. For the fans, we do it for the fans. Yeah, damn it, all of them, a lot of them. So. Um, I got my I got my hair slicked back as my best uh, Dracula I possibly can be. Blah. Uh, we do have a fantastic journalist who is extraordinarily strong and can leap tall buildings in a single bound. I believe. I'm uh, just a mild mannered, faster <laughs> than a speeding bullet. Yeah, faster than speeding bullet. That's right. And uh, we got uh, you know Farvra with the soap. Got you good, <laughs> fucker. Yeah. <laughs> so good and then we got Woo, sting it's sting man they call sting yeah the man they call sting so you guys mind if i if i crack if i try to crack open the beginning of in your house bad blood just i want to give this a try see if we can um rack this up so in your house bad blood took place in 1997 in the uh, st louis missouri the keel center Attendance, according to uh, the pay per view, was twenty one thousand one hundred and fifty one. It's a good house. Yeah, it's a big house. We got Vince McMahon, Jr., and the King uh, on on the uh, the mics today, and we've got Fink as our announcer for almost all the matches. We do have a guest announcer that we'll probably make fun of in a minute, Um, but that's that's the gist of it. Where just where are we at in the wrestling world? Where are we at with uh, you know with with WCW at the time, what do you got? This was the same month as Halloween Havoc '97, which was actually heavily crit, well, heavily uh, praised for the. Whoop! See, the mustache just went off. Fuck it, I'm not doing it. <laughs> it just fell off. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> this was about three weeks before Halloween Havoc '97. 
uh, where uh, in WCW land, uh, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero tore the house down uh, in their cruiserweight classic that they had at Halloween Havoc 97. But uh, Halloween Havoc 97 was heavily criticized for the main event, which was uh, Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Piper in a steel cage. Love it! Uh, they, people were calling it the Battle of the Dinosaurs. People called it like the Battle of the Old. People called it, yeah, it was it was uh, really bad. Um, so it that followed me, this pay per view. So this pay per view happened early in October, and Halloween Havoc was like three weeks later, and they did not do a good job in matching main event for main event. I'll tell you that before we even get to the main event here. Uh, however, WCW was still firmly in control of the Monday Night Wars. WCW was the number one United States promotion here. NWO was still pulling in the ratings. Um, Hulk Hogan was world champion. Um, I don't remember all the other champions over there, but um, but yeah, they were they were still a center point NWO at this point. Um, they were not showing. However, uh, a few months later, uh, in April of 1998, which was what uh, November, December, January, March, six months later. WWF would win the ratings war for the first time in 83 weeks um, here. Austin was not yet the white hot Austin that we know uh, the rock is just starting to blossom here. Um, DX are even in their infantile stages here. They're not really full on what we knew DX to be yet either. So WWF at the end of 97, a lot of people say this is the favorite time of WWF because they were, they were just beaten for so long that Vince was finally like, let's do whatever you want to do. Let's just try fucking anything. And a lot of things missed, but a lot of things were hitting. And, and we'll talk about some things. You can see it here. And the fact that they had 21,000 people at this event is pretty fucking phenomenal. I was like, whoa, when I was doing research, I was like, you know, and yeah. I watched the paper, the the show in preparation for this. I There's a lot of people there. But when I read Wikipedia and saw it was 21,000, I was like, man, like I was not yeah. ready for that. You so did. they were actually starting to come back here. The, the raw ratings were slowly coming up here. WCW, like I said, was still in control. But if you go back and look at it, it reads like a story. You just see the uptick of ratings um, starting here at the end of 97, getting up. Earlier in 1997, Vince was considering going back to being a regional company. No shit. He was uh, discussing about, you know, letting go 25% of his roster and going just towards like the New York area, New Jersey, you know, kind of the same places that the WWF did in the past. Yeah, he was going to kind of just retreat for a bit and try to figure things out or whatever. Thank God they didn't. But um, here you started to see them just starting to fight their way out and starting to connect with their crowd. And there's a, a couple obvious characters here that we'll get into that really started connecting with people and changed the wrestling landscape. Yeah. Uh, starting with, starting with this main event, to be honest. Yeah, this was yeah, the, and- uh, I think you can say this is where they were just starting to find their way um, into something yeah. that was, that was going to be fantastic. And a little inside baseball for the folks out there. This is our Halloween episode, and we batted around which episode do we do. And I think we fought a lot about Halloween Havocs. But it actually, yeah. uh, I forget, was it because that you, someone who said Bad Blood this yeah, one? Yeah, because yeah, I've been seeing um, posts about it. People were, you know, oh, the anniversary of Bad Blood, or this happened you know, so many years ago. I forgive you for it, because... But it's surprisingly, hey, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a great choice. It happened in October. It's got that little yeah. kind of blood Halloween feel. And then I thoroughly, this, my God, this, uh, whatever you think about the rest of the pay-per-view, I had, I don't, I had forgotten this main event and we'll talk about it later, but it it was heart stoppingly good. And it made me kind of like have a new respect for everyone involved. I was just like, I'm for the whole era actually. So I was excited. I was not thrilled to start this. And by the end of it, I was like, man, happy Halloween. It was, it was really good. 
I'll just say, uh, watching the pay-per-view, what Dave always says, a lot of good stuff on top, hot garbage on the bottom. Uh-huh. Shit on the bottom. Got that right. This is no exception. Epitome of that right there. Well, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's jump into this, money. Mother Trucker. The the first episode, Dave, and you're going to have to narrate me through the interview segments here. Sure, I wrote sure. a couple of them down because they uh, some made me angry. Because they made you giggle uh, and angry, yeah. The the opening bout was a handicap match. The Nation of Domination, D'Lo Brown, Kama Mustafa, and Rocky Maivia uh, defeated the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal, in a three-on-two handicap match. 12 minutes, 20 seconds. I'm just going to go over my notes so I don't get long-winded here. Huge pop for LOD. Yeah, uh, the rock took to becoming heel so fucking naturally. He was struggling as face Rocky Maivia and all that. And then he comes here. He was fresh with the nation here at this point, I believe. Um, and uh, pretty, he was just so fresh. good in there. So much more of a natural heel. All his moves were crisp. I, I'm not used to seeing him that young and, and that good. Uh, you forget, you know, he became so formulaic later in his career with just, you know, with just four big moves or five big moves. But back here, he worked really well. He was a big reason oh, yeah. why I enjoyed this match. Um, I, maybe it's because we recently did the legacy of LOD, but I really enjoyed this tag match. It was just basic, but it was hard hitting. There was really yes. no flubs at all. Um, I give it a huge thumbs up. I was really, I, I didn't think I was going to like it because I was like, no comma. But then like when yeah. I really saw, they all worked really well. Like I said, the rock really shocked me and Hawk and animal came. They were energized. They wanted to put oh, these yeah. guys over and they wanted to work hard. So I total thumbs up. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, so uh, the reason why it's a handicap match, by the way, is uh, Ken Shamrock apparently got injured by Farouk's uh, antics. I uh, messed him up pretty good. So it was supposed to be a three-on-three, but it became a uh, a handicap match. And Hawk said, we don't care. You know, we'll, we'll fight you anyway, blah, blah, blah. Let's get it on. I think those are the terms he said at the end. And I, I in my notes, I have The Rock, to, to my estimation, went about five minutes and only took one bump. And the crowd was losing their mind. That, that's that's how good The Rock was already becoming at this point. Um, still not a world champion, to, you know, at all. Um, I think maybe a one or two time Intercontinental champion at this point only. Nothing. No, he wasn't anything here. And he never got, oh, no, one time. He was one you time. Know, one, one time I see. He was right? one time. Because he did win it as, as a face. So, yeah. Um, oh, and yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't believe his theatrics were ready. I just forgot how good oh, he yeah. was becoming right here. I also forgot how big Dilo was. Holy crap, that was a yeah. big dude. <laughs> He's a big SOB. Uh, and I have the LOD uh, tried to get their doomsday device, but it was uh, thwarted by Farouk. And then there were some heel tactics. Uh, and the Nation of, Nom- uh, of Domination uh, takes over and wins that match. But I think there was even a point in here where Hawk does a standing dropkick that's phenomenal. And even though they're a bit older, like they were still putting on some great moves. But... At this moment, there's so many reasons why the match is good. It is a thumbs up, but also because the right people won. The people that you're going to push for years to come, like Rocky, which is going to be The Rock, obviously. Those are the people that need wins like that. LOD is is good still, but they're on their way out. It's it's the right move for the right reasons. You can't push LOD forever, right? So um, there's so many reasons why it's a thumbs up, but that's where I'm at. What do you guys got? Go ahead, guys. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I tricked you, huh, Craig? You did. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween trick or treat, bud. Yeah, <laughs> trick. Uh, yeah, man. Actually, going back on what Jess said about since we just did the Legion of Doom uh, episode, it's actually crazy to think because I started thinking about like, man, like these guys started so you know such a long time ago, and then like still seeing them here in the beginning of the Attitude Era, and you know they they still go on into the 2000s, or at least at the beginning of the 2000s when they become LOD 2000. But it's just it's so cool to see them there in the beginning of the Attitude Era. It, it'd be like having a Hogan or Rock, you know, from that era 
like that big star power, uh, the the larger than life characters, and then Nation of Domination, man. I got to tap into Kid Cuz here. Like when you know when I was a kid and I saw Nation of Domination, you know, regardless if Vince McMahon was like, "Ha ha, we're gonna make fun of a you know certain groups in real life or whatever," and you're gonna be the Nation of Domination and you're gonna mimic you know real life groups or whatever of um they made you feel like they were legit tough guys that will fuck you up and then yeah. Tama was huge too bad he yeah. wasn't better than he was because like that guy looked like a big imposing like he could be one of your top heels if you know if he was better in the ring but i mean he, he did good with his characters still and the rock of course you saw him growing to be what we know as you know the rock today i don't even think they called it the rock bottom yet because he pulled the uh the move off you know he hit the rock bottom and vince didn't even refer to it as the rock bottom so i, I don't know if they'd even name that move yet and they i know did a front people, oh, thingy. but it was a good match i <laughs> well, i same like front he, thingy. He, Oh, he actually, yeah. he actually didn't even do it the same way. He 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 kicked out their legs a little bit harder when he did. It yeah, the start no, yeah. Was, Everyone's he, finisher at the beginning when they first introduce it, it's fucking always better. The stunner, yeah, you know, it's so. completely improvised. But, yeah, now. but but yeah. like Jess said on paper, you know, when I when I you know saw it, I was like, oh man, I don't know if it's gonna be a great match. This is gonna be the opening match, and it's got to yeah. be an opener. And it, it was, was good. It was good. And I give it a thumbs up, <laughs> and all the names in there, you know, you gotta give it a thumbs up. I give it a thumbs up. Clark, yeah. go on. Yeah, uh, thumbs up. It was good to see kind of Rock working with Hawk and Animal before he was the Rock. Um, uh, I, I, the Kama's in the best shape of his life. They're surprisingly really good working together, the Nation oh, of Domination. Yeah. And uh, Farouk, there's a lot of Nation of Domination in this pay-per-view. And I, and I yes. think they took, they took up a lot of the era too at this time, too. And they, yeah, as Cuz said, legit tough guys and you absolutely believable. And you can get that from Hawk basically seeing the lights at the end of this. True, and they were covered because it was a handicap three on two match. Yeah, but Animal was the workhorse, and it, this is this is a good match. Um, yeah, I mean nothing to add than what's been said, but surprisingly, shockingly good, and it was a uh, it was good to see. So oh, I want to kind of take over for a minute because I'm going to lead you into the the bit of, for lack of a better term, just fuckery that's about to happen right now. Um, this is so bad. And one thing that we de- definitely forgot to talk about, but I think it's best that we didn't, is at the very beginning of the show, Vince McMahon announces Brian Pillman's death. We have death. tragic news to report. Approximately 5 o'clock Central Time, we here in the World Wrestling Federation were notified that Brian Pillman has passed away. Brian Pillman was last with the World Wrestling Federation last night in St. Paul, Minnesota. And uh, he was found dead in his hotel room in Bloomington, Minnesota, this afternoon. At this juncture, we do not have um, any more information uh, other than to tell you that Brian Pillman is dead. We here at the World Wrestling Federation offer our condolences to the Pillman family. All right, we didn't even touch on it. Yeah, that's so right. that's number one. Okay, but well, I'm they, glad they, that we fa- did. they, I think they found out the night before is when it happened. Yeah, and they announced it on the free for all before the pay per view went live. Yeah. But then Vince was. Uh, coming so, back here to the live pay-per-view audience and letting them know. Yeah, so this is the issue that I see, right? First, they, they and, and by the way, sorry, yeah. sorry it was, this was scheduled to be the blow-off match, I think, between Goldust and Brian Pillman. Correct, yeah. So that was going to be the match that was coming up in a minute. But they announced, they announced the death right at the start of the show. They do start off with a great opening match that we just discussed. Then we get to... This, this is what really is so annoying. Um, but they, they go to Sonny and Doc... Or the 900 line. By the way, did, you, did any of you guys call the 900 line? You know, in, in your time, did you spend? I did a couple times, but I thought I thought it was an adult line that Sonny would answer. But when I called, they just told me a bunch of like shit I already knew by reading. <laughs> you know, Jess, what's up? 
You want oh, me to pee on you? Are you guys excited about <laughs> Eli and Jacob Blue? Busy. I'm like, no, um, I'm not. I thought that I was going to have private time. Um, but then after <laughs> that, Vince gives a, a condolences for Brian Pillman's family. And then... He says we scrambled a bit, but we hope that we bring you something that's you know that's just yeah. as good for your entertainment. And what does he bring out? Horrible. What does he bring Heck out? Yeah. So the next match is a minis wrestling. match: uh, Max Mini and Nova against Mosaic and Tarantula. I know yeah. it might not have been, or it wasn't designed to come off this way, or maybe it was. Uh, but Vince McMahon said. We scrambled, like Dave said, and we put together a match that you hope will be acceptable. Basically yeah. saying to replace Brian Pillman versus Goldust. Um, I just wrote, it may not have been meant to be to come across this way, but a mini match is never a suitable tribute or replacement no. for Brian Pillman's career. And I was actually instantly triggered and, and pissed when Vince worded it like that. Yeah. And then we go into this shit match, which I give a thumbs down, not because it's a match that filled in for Brian Pillman, but because the minis are stupid and the, the minis are stupid and boring and they never were entertaining. I don't care what anybody says. And I hated it back there. 1997 just hated this shit. Um, a minis division made no sense. And it was once again, WWF's inability. One of the few things that WCW actually did right was harvest their cruiserweight division and make it complete must-see television. WWF tried with their light heavyweight division, couldn't do, couldn't duplicate it. They threw the minis at us. They couldn't duplicate it. Like, for, forget, this was ridiculous. That, though, this like, was a... This was a conscious choice, by the way, to put yeah. this on after he announced Brian Pillman's death. Cannot, I don't know what he was trying to do here. I really don't. But you, you can't tell me. This is the thing that, that really bothers me about the whole thing. And I'll chime in, guys, in time. I'm sorry. I, this really makes me mad. I think I'm taking over more than I normally do. But you can't tell me you didn't have someone else in the back. You can't fucking tell me that. There's well, like I said earlier, before we hit record, uh, you knew about his death the night before. Play a five-minute tribute video to him. <laughs> You can do that instead well, of the shit you know, match. You know Triple H and China were in the back because they came out along with the final match. Yeah. So you had yeah. something. You had Goldust was back. open still. Like he could. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. the thing, the thing is, guys, uh, I, I feel like I'm going to split hairs here because I I'll the one thing that, that this happened okay. to me is I completely forgot about the death of Brian Pillman because I was so kind of giggly and enthralled about the little people and I was like Max Mini is like the smallest professional athlete and I was like I think Vince did a good job. He made, he distracted me and then I said. Uh, who's Brian Pillman? I forget what he just said. Look at these little guys. That was amazing. So mission accomplishments, and it was fantastic. And I, I was a, I was a big tarantula mark after this. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. Right, was right, was is, that, is that sarcasm? Is that <laughs> tarantula was the best looking character there? But it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. It was completely tone deaf, and we'll talk about it later. But Vince used this to somehow. You've already got the thirty nine dollars. Like I don't know why you keep teasing updates on Pillman's death. You like keep eating and feasting off his body, you, you horrible, dick. Horrible, horrible but man. like, um, this was the start of something completely disgraceful. And, like and to have yeah, little the, people. Well, the joke is on him because like I said as well, this was the first death of many that went, came back to haunt him all the way through 2005 where all of these people were dying early. And, and I'm not going to say it now because Vince comes back again in a couple matches and continues to comment on his death, further it trying is. to bury Brian Pillman's personal habits. And it's, I was so it's, it's pissed off. I forgot all about this. I, I yeah. literally, when, when we went, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, hell in the cell match. I was thinking a couple other things. Uh, I knew yeah. that Austin was somehow involved here. And then oh, yeah. I just, I forgot when I heard Vince say Brian Pillman died, I was like, Oh my God, I forgot this was the show that they announced yeah. it at. So I was, mm -hmm. 
I'm more than irritated. And this match would have sucked anyway, by the way. Even if Brian Pillman didn't yeah. die, this Mindy's match is shit. And by the way, um, it reminds me of 2020 wrestling, by the way, with these fucking spot after spot after spot. If you put normal sized people in this match, it's any yeah. fucking indie match you watch right yeah. now. And it's most of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Tarantula was actually Ricochet. And Nova was actually um, oh, Zack no. Saber Jr. I didn't know if you know that, but I, I wrote I wrote who won. Don't care. Thumbs down. That's yeah, sorry, because did awful. you like this or no? Oh yeah, thumbs down. Um, <laughs> to be fair, when Vince did say, "Oh, we found something," I hope would you know would be accepting to you. I felt like it was more you know not saying it was true, not not saying I'm right, but that's how I was thinking of it. Like something to bring smile to the kids' faces. It could be dark time. It, that could be his but, thought. But it's but it's completely have toned a up to the fan you're trying to draw. Yeah. At the time. Oh yeah. But I did yeah. have a problem because when he first announced it, the death, he sounded more like he was announcing someone got injured and they were going to be out for a while. Jeez. Versus where when he said it the second time, he sounded more sincere and stuff. So I was like, okay, if they would have not done that that first one and he did it yeah. like that, that would have been yeah. okay. But. Yeah, the first one, it sounded more like someone was just injured and they, you know, they're going to be out of action. We for six have months. to announce That's that how we're, he uh, we're so, postponing the Brian Pillman and Goldust match because Brian yeah, the, Pillman has yeah, died. his tone. His so tone we will in let that you one. know when we can have that match. Uh, but right now, Brian yeah, Pillman that, is dealing with his yeah, death. Yeah, that was his. Uh, yeah, that was that was the tone, like, though. That, we'll let the, you know when he can return. So to you the got to think about how the, how the tone has come down. They come in, they 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 talk briefly. They talk about Brian Pillman's death. They have an opening match. Then they've got the 900 line. Then they talk about his death again. And then they have a shitty little person match. And then don't forget to advertise Stone Cold Shirt. Don't forget to do yeah. that. The guy that like, he was in a feud what with. What are actually. you doing? Yeah. What By the way, you know? watching right 25 now? bucks 23 years ago. That's a lot of money, 25 bucks 23 years ago. Like yeah. You can get it's shirts. It's 24 dollars now. Yeah, yeah. The only hey. thing that I can respect right now is that they did the slow burn on Stone Cold, and it could have been because he broke his neck or, or his neck was severely injured. It was because he yeah, broke his neck. It was but, already after, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, at this point, but I, I'm looking at all this stuff, and, like, they knew what they had with him, and that's why the shirt was $25. That's the only thing you can respect here, but I disrespect everything else except for the opening match. I'm getting so irritated. And, so, well, and like I said, Vince just has no idea yeah. how to talk to people. He just... He's, he's the most, so above and beyond. Like, I, the most well, of, I'll, I'll, we'll get to the next segment because it, it, it's go, we're going to have and a lot let's more not forget, we're going to have Sonny come out and be a guest announcer for the Godwins versus the Headbangers. Yes. So like, Sonny comes out. Uh, the next match is the Godwins. Uh, Henry O and Phineas uh, defeat the Headbangers, Mosh and Thrasher, Mosh and Thrasher, who were the defending tag team champions. So the good uh, Godwins win at the WWF Tag Team Championships here. Uh, oh, 12 minutes and 17 seconds of a slow death. Um, I love so me some Sunny, but her outfit was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, as far as the match is concerned, it wasn't I wrote, amazing. why God, why? What did I do? Uh, the headbangers were so awful. They almost killed Phineas on a double backdrop spot. Yes. Uh, 12 minutes. What the fuck? Uh, thumbs down. I absolutely hate the headbangers. I hate them. Uh, I people I actually did start to take to them like, here I, in '97. The appeal in these guys. People calls. start to take to them because I think they were just a little different here, and like the goth slash punk thing was kind of a thing here. And did, it, it, did you some people like them? You back into his own mouth at the beginning. Yeah, of he, that disgusting. was the most talented thing, actually. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the best thing they could do. Um, the Godwins actually the match. 
Yeah. Yeah. Key, the when the Godwins came out and there were like just evil hog farmers walking out, they were kind of menacing looking. I'm gonna be yeah, honest. They were. Like, no, they, they were and they weren't part. bad workers, and I like the heel uh hog farmers rather than the face when they had Hillbilly Jim as their manager. Yeah. So um I, I didn't mind the heel uh Godwins here, but headbangers were so bad. They flubbed so many moves in here. Yeah. The yeah. timing was off. They were trying to be innovative. I'm not I don't want to shit on them because they're you know, they, they put their bodies on the line, blah blah blah. But um, but yeah, I, I just <laughs> couldn't stand them. I never liked them, I never got their appeal. I thought that most most matches they were in, they were sloppy and they messed shit up. Like I said, they almost killed. If Phineas didn't tuck his head on the last minute of that double backdrop, he would have landed straight on his head. Did they? Did they work hard though? They, they worked work really hard. hard. Thumbs down. Phineas. <laughs> Thumbs down. Cuz, go ahead. I, I was going to say actually, when I watched that spot, I think it was more Phineas thought it was going to be a, a back body drop, and then he remembered last second, like, oh shit, it was supposed to be a flapjack, and then he's like, well, fuck. Yeah, it could be. Flip. It could be. He thought. I, yeah, I yeah. think that's what it was, and then and thrash. That's I still blame fucking, uh, the headbangers. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, they suck. But uh, <laughs> Thrash, his stupid fucking Hurricane Rana <laughs> off the apron to the outside. Oh, my God. That was yeah. so slow, so stupid looking. It reminded me of the, the fucking WWF Warzone game from on Nintendo 64. The way yeah. And they, they botched the ending, too. The ending the was botched. botched. The ending, yeah, all of it was. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it horrible. Was a sloppy yeah, powerbomb reversal. No appeal. Sloppy. I agree with the... The right. hot god ones, yeah, thumbs yeah. down. But I agree with the hot god ones. I, I love yeah. the hot uh, god Mr. Ones. Kent. I don't, I don't want to talk about. It. And that was an extraordinary maneuver by Phineas. Is that enough to win the tag team title? Yes. Phineas having presence of mind to back up, putting more distance between himself and Mosh. And this has really paid off. Can you imagine this? Uh, two things. Give your thumbs, Dan. One, <laughs> I can't stop looking at Cuz's Sting makeup. The, it looks great. Looks two, really good. Two, I know it's my job to watch all the matches on the pay per view. I did not watch this match. I clicked <laughs> next. <laughs> I had no great. interest. I, know uh, I, I went straight to the next version. Uh, thumbs in the middle. Bring on the legends. Thank you. That's all. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thumbs in the middle. Yeah. Fuck. Wow. And, and, by, and by the way, <laughs> oh, you know why? Oh, you know why Sunny ran out there anyway? Yeah, I was right? gonna say you didn't watch it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, so, so the so next did, segment, did, I, I we won't go into this a lot. Uh, I actually like the legend segment because I'm a big softie for. Well, we're not even there yet. Like we have to go through another Stone Cold promo. No friends. Oh, no allies. Right. Yeah. Stunning uh, everyone that has an executive title. Uh, I ain't no sexy. And the decision is being held till Raw the next night. Uh, what he's gonna do if he can, if oh, he can actually yeah. wrestle in the WWE anymore? Despite I'll be here, Michael Cole. But he is handing the title down to the the winner of the Owen Hart uh, Farouk match tonight. We're doing I'll that, but we don't know if he's gonna wrestle anywhere till Raw. So this is where you're starting to see the ratings take over. You're gonna hold a big decision onto Raw because you know you want people to tune in. So keep those things in mind as well. The ratings war was, like you said, in full effect. So you held stuff like that off the pay-per-view to Monday night. So then, like I said, we get into this really stupid St. Louis Hall of Fame. Go ahead, Jess. Tell us how great it was. I wow. thought it was fine. I'm not even going to cover uh, who the, all they put in. They brought out like a bunch of legends, Terry Funk, Harley Race, Luthez. Um, and, and it was fine for what it was. And it reminded me a lot of WCW because in WCW, 
late eighties, early nineties, they would always do this. They created Slamboree in ninety three to do stuff like this, and I always liked it because they they Vince never paid tribute to oldies really that much at all. Mm-hmm. But when he starts getting his ass kicked in the ratings war, he's doing anything to appeal to anybody at this point. And Any they actually, and I'm glad Jim Ross was kind of like ahead of the head of this segment for the most part yeah. because yeah. Jim Ross again was from WCW, the company that actually kind of did promote like I legends and stuff. Wrestling. So Jim Ross to me it reminded me so much of a WCW segment in a good way uh, the old WCW stuff where when WCW under Bischoff became number one they really stopped referring to their past and it was all about NWO it's really what a number one company always does when Vince was number one it was never about the past it was always about hoagie hoagie and everybody else that he could put out there here, WCW's number one. They forgot their past. Now Vince is scrambling. Let's bring in Jim Cornette from Smoky Mountain. Let's bring in this bro. Let's do whatever you want. And, you know, they did this. I thought it was nice for what it was. It was a nice break from they all got the nice shit plaques. wrestling. It was, it was sweet. Yeah, they all got plaques. I, it's fine. But the segment, or what do you guys think about it? For I, li- was- I liked it because um, it kind of, uh, it's like that paying homage to the sports side of professional wrestling. I'm already And it made it feel that way. And like you said, you had to pay 39 bucks for this crap already. I'm already. Wow. Wow. And you notice Sunny stayed. She came out for the tag team match and then stayed out there for this because she was trying to get away from Doc Hendricks. Come here, Sonny. Come back here. Come on. I haven't tried peeing on you yet. Come here. Help him. I haven't tried peeing on you yet. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I saw this and wondered, like, was this something from, like, the Missouri Athletic Commission or St. Louis Athletic Commission? Like, this is so something Vince would not do. And I was like, was it time for? Like, what was the deal? That's why I love Yeah. But then, like, and then the, my other note was, like, I do like the respect to give the old guys. They didn't make much money back then. They all put their bodies on the line. Lustez was still wrestling at 70 years old, 64, which he is ridiculous. Good, actually. He did. And, but, like, and Gene, Big Thunder, Kaniski had the biggest silver dollar nipples. And I just started laughing when he first came out <laughs> and they were showing his, his big old huge nipples. But and I was like, man, respect him. Yeah, come on. But. We're doing a ceremony. You all get fifty bucks. You're gonna come or not? That's basically. It's gonna remind you of the old days. You. I don't have any factual evidence of that, but I'm I'm assuming that's the way each phone call went. Yeah. So, but the next segment pissed me off even more than the original one because he goes back to Brian Pillman now. Back at his stupid announce table. I'm so mad at Vince. I have his dumb face in my head right now. Sitting there going, uh, we have more on the development. I'm like, really? Oh, you're a newscaster now, you motherfucker? Like, he died. You could just stop talking about him and bumming out the viewing audience that people are watching at home. We don't want to keep being reminded every fucking 20 seconds that somebody really died, especially somebody like Pillman, who everybody knew. And then he said something to the effect of, we, th- we know there's no foul play, but we think it could be an overdose, possible self like self-inflicted or something yeah, and i'm recreation like, oh, or fuck. Illegal drug. like yeah you fuck yeah. and i just i laughed but out of anger because i'm like yeah. you don't even know the avalanche that this death started because people started dropping like flies over the next seven years and like you fucker you were on this pay-per-view trying to politicize it trying to get ahead of it and be like it's his doing it's self-inflicted it's uh, I don't no, know if it's he said something like overdose which is prevalent in all sports and all of yes. entertainment or yes. like something Trying like not, not just us you guys it's, it's everyone else yeah. it pissed Thanks. me off Fucking and asshole. I was like god man and I don't remember being this mad in 1997 probably because I was in my 20s and I didn't give a shit realize, but I mean like yeah. now I watch it now and I'm like this is a bunch of fucking garbage yeah, <laughs> but we're still like it's fine we still got Benoit we still got Guerrero we don't yeah, even know nothing will ever happen to Guerrero or Benoit or anybody like that Benoit Mr. Perfect's totally fine yeah. yeah, and, and it, it's it's so it, it makes you so mad. We jump right into it. We forget there was actually an interview with Owen Hart 
uh, and Farouk <laughs> fumbled God, a he's, lot. Dude. He's the best at being the worst. Owen Hart. Owen, Owen Hart. So much. I, I think he. I think he thrives he's on it. every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he thrives on it. So, but uh, then we have our next match. We have Farouk versus yeah. Owen. It was Owen uh, against Farouk for the vacant Intercontinental Championship because uh, mm-hmm. in in August Austin was dropped on his head by accident by Owen Hart, but Austin still won the IC title, so he had to vacate it. So they put it in a a, a particularly shitty tournament. Um, let me just go over the fucking <laughs> shitty brackets with you. Uh, Brian Please. Pillman defeated Dude Love by disqualification in the first round. Owen Hart defeated Goldust by disqualification in the first round. Uh, Farouk beat Shamrock because Shamrock couldn't continue. Uh, Ahmed Johnson uh, pinned. Holy shit, a pin. Uh, Rocky Mavia. Um, that was oh, a little, wow. in, that was an internal fight between the the nation. Uh, I I don't know. That might have caused Rocky to join the nation. I don't remember. It was right right in that gray area. Then the mm. the next round, the semifinals was Brian Pillman uh, losing to Owen Hart by disqualification. Oh, uh, Farouk beating Ahmed Johnson by disqualification. What and tournament. so now they're both in the <laughs> finals for the Intercontinental Title, wow. and they both win it. But they both wow. get in the finals by disqualification victories. Wow. Like this. 80% of this tournament was DQ fucking victories. Wow. What the versus fu- heel. <laughs> what the this is all in Rio Vince de Janeiro, Russo right? are we doing here? This is, a, this is Vince Russo's fucking <laughs> fingerprints all over it. And like, uh, so now we have the finals here. Two heels against each other. And thank sassy molassy Jesus that Stone Cold Steve Austin was here. Yeah. Because if Austin was Same not, this was a shitty match. And I love Owen. Yeah. And I love Farouk. But they didn't gel. Yeah. Both characters were heels, so why does anybody give yeah. a fuck? Uh, even though people were a little confused at the end when Austin cheated to help Owen win, but later they, you when Austin uh, announced that he could wrestle again, he said it's because he dropped me on my head. He's the reason why I want him I'm to have the belt so I can beat him again for it. So that made sense. So that was fine. Yes. I like that booking aspect of it. You didn't find out to the next time on Raw that that's why he did it, but the crowd was sort of stunned when he cheated for Owen because people were like, did. Did he decide with Owen? But then he walked off and then Jim Ross at the end expertly said, I'll yes. tell you what, they are not adversaries. They are not friends. Like, so I was like, thank God you said something because Vince is drunk and didn't say anything. And Jerry didn't say anything either about it. I was like, thank God Jim Ross you know, is the only one who fucking sticks up for Austin. And he's just like, but yeah, this is a fucking big storyline. Fuckers say something like, and he said it. And Sergeant Slaughter. There was, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's this? Oh! Look, Austin just nailed Farouk in the head with a belt! For what? And Owen Hart's a new Intercontinental Champion! What is this? Austin just threw the title in- you, you know what's interesting about that, just what you say, is that when Vince is on the mic, he can't think of anything good or correct or even anything to say at certain moments but when he's in the back and oh Gorilla, he's good at barking he has your no head problem off. yelling in their ear for the entire yeah. fucking that's a championship that's a championship the whole point of keep, this keep yeah. saying it keep saying it I, I, you so hear all my the time, notes really quick all I, the time i know i like, ranted my notes were my god austin saved that company and like in so yes. many different ways when you just watch it uh i hate heel versus heel matches but with austin there it gave him a reason you know blah 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 i gave sure. it a thumbs in the middle because yeah. they weren't terrible in there, but they never gelled. They never got out of second gear. Austin made me laugh going to the different commentary booths, yeah. etc. And yeah, thank God Jim Ross like told us the fucking story at the end. Like I was so already mad at Vince. I didn't want to hear his voice when he commentated. I was half expecting him after that. Wow, isn't it weird that Austin helped Owen win? Brian Pillman probably took tons of drugs to kill himself. Anyway, let's go. Like I was half expecting that because that's what yeah. he's been doing all night. Uh, the, but that's that's go ahead, Dave. What did you? The think best about this part match? about this match is the be- before it starts, and I'll explain that in a second. And then, like you said, 
uh, Craig <laughs> Stone Cold Actics in the in the in the middle of the match. So Owen comes out with the, "I just broke your neck" shirt, which I think is fabulous, which is great. Um, number one, um, there's a there's a I don't know if you guys caught it, but at the beginning when Fruit comes out, there's a couple of fans that give the nation sign, and then immediately yes yes. Yes, I was going to mention it. It was and hilarious. Like, oh my god, that was amazing! I was laughing yeah. so hard when I saw that. Uh, and then, uh, and then Austin actually takes the bell hammer and rings the bell. Like he's just taking over. It was a wrench, yeah. by the way. It was a wrench. Was it? A, yeah. It was a wrench. It was crazy. <laughs> and uh, it, it's like they're so poor they can't even afford to ring a ring. <laughs> uh, did, didn't know, Jerry then, say when he they takes first over, sat, he takes when over Austin Vince's first sat down? I didn't Jerry he, say something like. Like he made, he tried to like get, you know, uppity with Austin. And then like Austin said something like, come on over here then. And then Jim Ross goes, there's no anchor on your ass. Why don't you get up and go over there, uh, Jerry? And it was really funny. I was like, (laughs) yeah, there's that. that And then he takes over Vince's headset and then he takes over Jerry's headset. And and they're like, well, you know, I think, I think it was something like, well, you know, don't do us a favor or anything. JR says, you know, and then when he gives it back to me, he's like, no, your headset doesn't work anymore. Can y'all hear me? He's like, no, we don't, we don't hear a thing. We don't, (laughs) we don't hear anything. And then. He goes over to the Spanish announce table and starts talking to Tito because Tito Santana was there. And that's, the, you know, just a little. little what are you talking about, me, Tito? Yeah. And then he does the same thing with the French announcers. Like, you I, you speak in French, but it sounds like you're talking, you're talking trash. And, uh, <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. He's like, okay, good. All right. So I'm going to be a Survivor Series just so you know. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy is just a genius. I'll be in there in Montreal. Like I said, if it weren't for him. <laughs> And then he takes over the match even more and obviously decides who's going to win that match. Uh, and the anvil comes out for no reason whatsoever. Um, just to look jacked up because he's going to die next, apparently. So, because he's a... Wow. Good lord. Wow. He's gonna die for yeah. wow. He dies much Jesus later. Benoit. He does die oh, much yeah. later. I, I'm sorry. Piece of um, shit, Dave. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, Craig, what did you think about this match? He, uh, the only comment and, and by I the had... way, sorry. Uh, well, I said it before, but Owen is the new Intercontinental Champion, which yes. sets up perfectly. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Craig. Because Stone Cold Steve Austin hits Farouk, and I try to look at what the angles were to see whether he pulled anything back from it. It looks like he hit him so effing hard in the head with the Intercontinental <laughs> title. Um, it was just, it was just perfect. Um, yeah. So well done. And then he just he just books it out of the ring. But I was I, that's the only note that I had. I was like he hits him so hard. So he he made that segment. He was the funniest thing in the you know world. You had the same note about those guys with the flipping the bird off the. Top. Yeah, and then I saw that. I was like, oh, a couple of racists doing like the. Like it was, it was hilarious. Oh That's what we would have done back then if we would have seen the the nation back in the day. Yeah, um, we probably what did. did. You think but here? It's good. Finals of the Intercontinental Title, where all the stipulations of the tournament, by the way, up to this match was you had to win by DQ. I forgot to mention that earlier. Go oh ahead. yeah, so yeah. This is the finals. So so Owen didn't win because he pinned the guy and didn't win by DQ. Yeah, yeah. right. I think yeah. they took oh, the title away from man. him. Uh, yeah. What does what thing. does Owen say at the end? Like twice after he's walking off. Yeah, oh, oh I did it all by myself. Oh, yeah. by I did it all by myself. <laughs> self. Which says that, like it's he's self-aware. Best. Like he's for all his flubs and kicked your leg out of your leg and he screwed up the prone before this, he still gets it. And he was by myself. Gifted. He was. He was great. <laughs> and I think, oh, this is what I was also going to say. There was a juxtaposition between this because Stone Cold Steve Austin was there. He was a close friend of Pillman, Hollywood Blonde's tag team partner. Uh, Pillman was in the foundation. Owen seemed distracted and seemed like it truly affected him yes. during this. Yeah. And then, but Austin seemed to power through and you could not tell, but Owen definitely yeah. was not 100% Owen through this. And I think you Stone could tell Cold was with pissed Pillman. off and he was more of an asshole here than usual. And it, com- yeah. it just comes off as Stone Cold. Yeah. And I think Stone Cold's just better at closing off. Like he's just always, I think he's just a loner in general and be, yeah. can manage to compartmentalize, but like, yeah. you know, 
It's easy when you're playing a dick, though, to everybody. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. So, cuz, you got anything on that? Sorry. Did just, you... just thumbs in the middle, just because, yeah. like we all said, Stone Cold. Um, I can't, I can't give it a thumbs down because that segment or all of his, you know, interactions and involvement in the match made it, you know, that much more enjoyable from a thumbs down, but I can't give it a thumbs up because the match wasn't good. Um, but I just from the beginning when, when, uh, Stone Cold came out and he was looking at Owen Hart and he just, he was just sitting over there. And then, yeah. yeah, Craig, the, the that's what I thought too. When he hit him with that belt, when he hit Farouk, I was like, God damn. And I, think, <laughs> I think there was a little, uh, welt on a Farouk yes. set too. Yeah. I noticed that. But yeah, thumbs in the middle. That's it's also the only match that I remember. And I think Owen did it more, but I, I don't know if he did it here and it was planned or not. But he did a dead weight on, on Farouk again and he falls on Farouk. He, like, Farouk picks him up for a slam. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just dead weights him. He did he do falls, that, yeah, for the Farouk pin. Falls. Oh, because you know, you know, Farouk could have picked him up anyway, but you, yeah, you can tell they put it, was, it in there. It probably was a receipt, like because Farouk threw him around like a rag doll like five times, and almost probably just like, okay, fine, He's like, God damn, you're enough. not getting this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Owen Owen Hart's yeah. spinning heel kick, I love. That's my favorite spinning heel kick. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, do we have uh, an interview segment, Dave? I don't remember. We have a replay of the Hart Foundation pummeling Patriot Invader before. Oh, good. Uh, you know, to, to, kind of, to, to set that well, match up, good. I guess, as to good. why that's happening. And they're trying to say that Vader has the flu and Vader's hurt oh. and this and that. And, oh. um, and Is he okay? getting upset. Well, are she going to be able to fight? Are these Americans going to do what they got to do? Like, oh, shut up, Jerry. Just are they going to go USA? Do I, we, and I don't, I don't know why the they're, they're projecting so much onto them. But it makes you feel like you know they're going to lose, which is just ridiculous. So I don't know. It was just dumb. Um, and that takes us into our, our next match. And oh, I'm just God. Like, this cares? was an eight-man tag team match, nine minutes and 11 Heck seconds. Yeah. The Disciples yeah. of Apocalypse uh, against Los Bariquas. I don't have the strength. Thumbs down. I fucking yeah. hate Thumbs Rocky's down, eight-man tag. I forgot Crush was here as well, trying to get reinvented again. <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's horrible. You, you want to impress me? Name three Bariquas. Uh, th- <laughs> thumbs down on this Carlos. WWF at this point in 97 is basically new Japan. There's so many factions going on right now. Um, this match is horrible. I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I almost skipped it. I'm not but, uh, but DOA apparently win. Cause I did see the end and, uh, and, and I was like, crush has uh, tattoos wait, on his head. And it was just question. Uh, I can name three. Sabio I know Vega, you can. I know you Sabio can. Vega, Sabio Sabio Vega. Vega. I'll yeah. have to know. Fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, was there another shitty? What, didn't Brett get interviewed? Yeah, some uh, Michael Cole is with Brett and Davey. Right Michael before. Cole. This Spiky is hair, baby. What the fuck Dude, is he doing He's here? a tiny yeah, he's, baby. He's, he's, a back ring, he's a back ring, uh, you know. He's all Google well. Gaga, Brett. Hi, yeah, And he weighs about, yeah. about 97 <laughs> pounds buck tooth. here. Well. <laughs> One, yeah. two. He's got a yeah. diaper and a rattle. Ah, Google <laughs> Brett Hart. Google Canada. Yeah. How come yeah. you get to win? And Craig will talk about it, but Davey flubbed this interview as well. It was bad. No, he did. He was perfect. Oh, they're both perfect. I love them both. Um, and so we get into the the flag oh, match. Ah, and and right, right here, they okay. talk about the flag match between yes. um, obviously. So uh, yeah, it's a tag team uh, flag match. The British Bulldog and Bret Hart representing the Nation. Because because British Bulldog is Canadian, it makes no fucking sense. Right. Which took on the uh, the Patriot Invader. So each team had the flag in their corner. Uh, Patriot. Yeah. Uh, had the Japanese flag, oddly. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Patriot and Vader had the American flag, and Bret Hart bullied Bulldog and carried the Canadian flag out. 
Um, so that was, <laughs> they put those watch on, on each opposite end of the, the ring, right? So they're on well, the ring poles that. on each opposite end of the ring. Okay, fine. So far, normal flag match. Normal rules in a flag what? match are each, it's like capture the flag. Each. Yes. Uh, there you go. Or, or it, all it is is a regular match and the winners get to go and they get to desecrate the other person's flag while they wave theirs. That also has been a stipulation in the past. WWF just thought here, let's do all of it. Let's say, and at the, I think it was a, uh, the way Fink announced it was just like, uh, this is a flag match. By the way, match, we added they, a few more stipulations. Yeah, they just yeah, like added a last stipulations minute of you can win by, by pinfall or submission or capturing your opponent's flag. So and, I, and at that moment, yeah. I thought I was in WCW again with a bunch of crazy fucking rules. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. So, yeah, <laughs> the ending happened when Brett pinned the Patriot with the reverse cradle. And so the pinfall happened and nobody raised their flag. It didn't make any fucking yeah. sense that they had a flag match if nobody did it. Even if it's just Brett standing in the middle of the ring, they leave the heels and Patriot and Vader all wounded in the ring going, are you okay, brother? Are you okay? You know, like they normally do, the faces do when they get beat. What happened? I don't know. You know what the fuck happened to you? You know what, so, you know what I think happened here? I got my shoulder up. I got my shoulder I, up. I, I think someone made these, these the tight poles and, t- and made them set up and they had no time to adjust them or cut them or something. I don't know. And they looked at them like... They were so tall. Yeah, none of us are going to get that. But not Vince even that. was pissed. That's funny. In the very beginning, he was like, um, the crew is having trouble with the while we wait for the apparatus that holds the flags to be put up. And I think <laughs> the crew was having trouble. There, like, they? Vince was like seething at him, like yeah. in the beginning when they were putting up the flags. So, so, anyway, anyway, to talk about Brian something Pillman else, died, we think that yeah. Brian Pillman also, uh, this is speculation, did heroin. Oh, wow. So we don't know. Anyway, back to the ring. Like, I'm surprised and again. He made that the flag. You know, by the way, the for those of you that don't know, no fault of my and, company. Just always has to tell me, but the Patriot was Del Wilkes, right? Yes. Uh, who was Southpaw? And he would, I always forget he's Southpaw until I watch him wrestle. And I'm like, God damn, that guy's can, a Southpaw. You can see him lock up that I way. I have no further comment way, yeah. than that. So, uh, and what's even funnier is he's using Kurt Angle's music before Kurt Angle. Yes. Yes. Very, very good note. Very good note. So also, uh, may I say, uh, may I say that. So they go out of their way to say, and added stipulation is you could win by pinfall or submission. And then all the guys start to brawl before the match starts, which made it look like a no yep. DQ match, but it wasn't. Yeah. So they did this yeah. whole outside brawl. They can't DQ anymore. Yeah, they get back in the uh, ring you know, and then they start the match. It. But then during the match, they go outside the ring again. And I'm like, so is this a no DQ match or right. not? Like, fuck. Right. So it I was, was annoyed by that. Um, rules matter, folks, in wrestling. I don't care what anybody says. No, uh, not in 97. <laughs> not in I the wa- flag. I wanted to like this match more, but I just didn't. Uh, however, <laughs> Vader did his fucking moonsault yeah. and landed on his fucking feet. That was, when I saw that, I was like, oh, like I screamed. I was like, this fucking guy, even though he was beat up out of shape Vader here, yeah. did a moonsault from the top rope at, at 390 pounds, 380 pounds and yeah. landed on his fucking feet. I was like, Oh, like I was like, I can't what he's amazing. Vader is amazing. Like I it really, even though that he's adrenaline like, pumping through his body. Yeah. And, uh, which by the way, Brian Pillman overdosed on the fan jumping in was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. The fan jumped in. Well, we've really just received a Brian Pillman's DUI police record. Adrenaline was anyway. <laughs> Moonsault. All right, that's yeah. 
Uh, also, at this I'm point, I want to take a time to bring out that he never really paid taxes. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> going forward. Uh, so the fan and Bulldog really wanted a clear shot at that fan's head. You saw Bulldog walk over when the fan went out and Bulldog saw his yes. head. And you, know, and you saw Bulldog struggle on the inside <laughs> internally with, I need to stay in character, but I would love to stomp his fucking yes. head right now. And yes. he tried a couple times, but then they got him outside the ring yeah. and he kind of gave up. But I was like, at first you saw, I thought Bulldog was going to lunge at him and just take liberties, which he should. Yeah. Fuck fans who jump in the ring, stupid. Yeah, um, yeah. That was the best part of the match. When a fan comes in, that was the best part of this yes. garbage. Twenty. I also put why in the fuck was it a flag match? If the winners minutes. didn't wave the flag. If the flags yeah, never came wrong. into play, why is it a flag match? I gave it a thumbs in the middle, only because my what? soul will probably crumble if I give Bret Hart a thumbs down match. So no, I, it wouldn't. I, he didn't I give be it there. a thumbs in the middle only because if I say thumbs down right now, it's it's. I just feel like something bad. Oh. It's karma. Something bad's gonna happen to me. Go ahead, go ahead, Craig. You're, I know you're fired wow. up about this. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Thumbs down. I, I kept, and the thing is, I kept, I kept watching this. Craig, the British to hope was that like, it got better. And it was so long. Um, my notes were Vader dropped a bullshit in his promo that made me laugh. And then Vince and Junior <laughs> JR apologized for it. Patriots. Uh, oh, the best part right. about the Patriot was Angle's music. Um, you, you guys need to check out the legacy of Del Wilkes in the archives. Um, <laughs> uh, Patriot looks so slow and hobbled and beat up. I felt kind of yeah. sorry for him. I actually he was he, would, he, was, he, he was messed up. Yeah. He was gone in early '98, actually. Um, and I know he was a pill popper, and he's he's had some. He's been on some Stone Cold episodes where he's talked about his career. But he, it was sad watching him in this. Um, and he, also, he had too, no right to I be in there. Really. Was a, I know it was the pay per view before, but I don't know if it was a month before or two months before at Ground Zero. Uh, him and Brett had a singles match for the title. The main event was Taker and Shawn Michaels. You see the pattern? And uh, yeah. Brett was Brett defended his title against Patriot, not in the main event. But they actually had a very, very good match the month before at Ground Zero. Yeah. That match is worth going back and watching. It was really good. Uh, so I was ultra disappointed watching this tag match and nothing gelled. Uh, and uh, yeah. like Craig said, uh, he was really beat up. Uh, go ahead, Craig. Well, Sorry. What? Yeah. I mean, th- th- thumbs down. And he's the per- he was a- not to dwell on Patriot, but it's the perfect character. Like, you, you can't boo that guy. Like, he has the perfect body. He wears a mask. He's got great music. It was obviously repurposed. But I think you see a guy really at the end of his rope here. Um, yeah. And these four just do not work together. They beat the shit out of each other. Brett's really trying. His expressions tries to keep it all together. But at this point, it just doesn't. And it's 23 minutes. And I think Jess said earlier, like, if Sean gets 25, I'm getting 23. And it was just a bad poor there, choice. There was a big internal struggle between Brett and Sean here. Brett was champion, and he's a traditionalist. Champion should go last. Sean and Taker were hot. And then they had this new concept here, the home cell they were going to introduce. And we all know what Sean does when when the spotlight's on Sean, he fucking excels. And so Brett was really pissed, legitly here at the time. He was yeah, he really upset that Michaels was getting more heat than he was. Brett was the champion, and he was supposed to be the top heel. But Sean he's was, was scooping his heat. Scooping my heat. <laughs> Not even defending the Scoop title. Heat. Um, Davy should have stuck the pants. Hart pulls the tights for a victory after they you just beat piece the piece of garbage. Him, but he has to pull the tights. Flags totally not necessary. Wait, was I forgot? Was Davy and Shorts here? Yeah. Dave oh, texted me last night and said, "What did you say?" I can't remember the actual text. He's like, "I said, I said, hey Craig, can I ask you a question?" And I waited like four minutes for a response because I was because I hadn't like, I hadn't seen the paper yet, so I didn't know what that was I said, about. I said, "Should Davy have stuck to pants?" And I said something like, "He fell off the wheels. Wheels came off when he put on jeans, but I was okay with him in short tights." <laughs> you're no, like, no, man. And then great. I watched this great. today. You're great. You're yeah. really great. And he had shitty skinny skip leg day leg. So Dave was right. 
So, uh, Cuz, what do you think? It was hard, man. Uh, I wanted me, I'm to sorry. Uh, for Sting, the what did you think, Sting? I apologize. I should have addressed you properly. No, it was hard because, like you, like you, I That'd actually so wanted to. Be so funny if that was your response. You're fully instinct character right now. So whenever the match is good, you're all how you how you, and then well, yeah. when the match is bad, you just like don't talk. You just yes, thumbs in the middle. You pound your chest. Pound your chest like Sting, cause <laughs> do it, cause pound uh, your chest. What would you say? Pound, pound your, your chest, chest like, like Sting. sting. Perform, monkey, perform. <laughs> Uh, oh well done uh, oh thank you thank you that that's how much i want to beat myself up right now because oh shit i'm off the mic (laughs) thank you (laughs) oh <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, so, sorry, I'm Brett Hart. Do not uh, be sorry. That was fantastic. I, I actually wanted to give it a thumbs in the middle because, like you said, Jess, Brett Hart. But I give it a thumbs down. Um, I, I, out of all the pole matches of of shit on a pole match, <laughs> fla- flags make the most sense. You know, being a Halo Five uh, player here, uh, capture the flag is one of the modes in the game. And to me, it's like okay, if you're if you are gonna do a a, f- a pole match in wrestling, do flags. Do it like capture the flag. Um, it's more legit than Viagra on a pole or whatever other fucking stupid shit they've had on a pole before in a match. Um, but it was too long. Maybe if it was shorter, it would have been a thumbs in the middle for me, but it was just too long. It, I, I couldn't get into it. I, I just couldn't. And then they added all those stipulations, which uh, Gene Ogerlin said, agreed by both parties. And yeah, I, I, I have to give it a thumbs down. I can't go with thumbs in the middle. Yeah. yeah. So uh, was there any segments, Dave? I, uh, Shawn Michaels interview, I think, here? No, they did a, they did a, a fantastic Survivor Series promotion. And Ooh. they said... If you buy Survivor Series and you show proof at this address, we will send you your free dog tag. So, Jess, yeah. I have to ask you, do you still you have get a dog yeah. tag from Survivor yes. Series? Yes, I do. You do? No. What's the relevance for the dog tag? Why a dog tag? I, but, okay, so I, here's my thing. Items. I don't know. I don't know. For, to answer your question, I don't know. Um Like, so people are watching this pay-per-view are supposed to be enticed by, they're like, I am not getting Survivor Series. No fucking way. Wait, what? Dog tag. tag. Sign me up. Like, I mean, that. what kind of a promotional <laughs> shit tactic is that? Come on. We've all been in sales in our know. lives. Like, just, all of just, us on this call have been on sales somehow in our career. We've done sales or we've been a part of sales. Sure. That, is that yeah. a, that, and we've seen dumb stuff like this, by the way, from corporations that make millions. And I don't think it's because of a dog tag uh, promotion that they made <laughs> millions, by the way. I think it's because of a what? Guy that they had sitting out there that started making a lot of twenty five dollar t shirts. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember Stone Cold ever selling dog tags. Maybe he did, but I don't think he did. <laughs> he um, probably did actually. Yeah, right. It was probably yeah, yeah, they dog ran tags. Out. Right. So I stand. I stand out. corrected violently. Uh, there was no. And, sh- and then, ahead, and then after that, you have a nice little interview with uh, what's you know deemed to be, um, you know, they're they're the click of Shawn Michaels, you know, coming up with DX. You, you got Rick Rude in the back, you got China, and you got Triple H, and they're all crowded in together. Shawn Michaels gives a Shawn Michaels promo uh, like no other. And the funniest part is like there's a pause, and they all turn to Triple H, you know, which is still 100 Hertz Hemsley at this point. He starts to talk, well, and then they just cut him off. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just it. got that. I love Live it. Live TV, folks, that was meant to happen. Apparently, mm-hmm. So, and I, thought, I just thought that was hilarious that Triple H got cut off before it was Triple H. Craig, Craig enjoyed it. I fucking <laughs> a thousand percent. So we're going to venture in here to the main event. 
the first ever Hell in the Cell cage match to determine yeah. the number one contender for the WWF World Championship coming up at Survivor Series between Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. 29 so, minutes, 59 seconds. Can I, can I, I say I put one thing before, oh, go we, ahead, sorry. Go ahead. before we kind of jizz all over this thing? You know, because you guys oh my to, I know God. you I think it's fantastic and it, it's glorious. Oh, like you don't. Sure, sure. But here, here's my only problem with Hell You're about Cell. to be triple team, Dave. By no, way. Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. I'm just going to say this one thing. You guys are going to shit on me and then we'll move on to how great it was. Yes, we are. But I just love every single time. One way in, no way out. Or one way in, one <laughs> way out. And then they fucking find a way out. They always fucking find a way out. <laughs> yeah, and um, I was like, I was like, no way out unless you kill a cameraman is what I discovered in this match. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. who I could have sworn was a wrestler for a second. I, yeah, I, I he, was. I was looking, he was. Yeah, I was looking at. A He's a big dude. No, but I'm, I'm over here like, come on, man. Like, how is that? How is that not? It's just so, so yeah. easy to figure out that they're gonna get out, and without getting out, you don't see the great stuff on the outside. And I get that, but it's like, don't don't tell me that they're not gonna be able to get out. Like, just uh, stop it. Like, stop. I'm Dave, we're smart beyond this. the realms. Okay. God. Dave. Okay, I am off the rails. Dave. So go ahead and shit on it, and then we'll talk about how great it was. Go ahead. Okay, so... You know, it, a lot of firsts are fine at the time, and then as years go by, uh, you go back and watch them, and you're like, eh. and you have to preface it with... This was the first You one. know, for the time, this was great, you know, and it was trending. I can go back and still watch this match now and still and we'll- be like this is just as good as fucking anything I've seen since. I've seen great Hell in the Cells. They've they've outdone themselves with Hell in the Cells for sure. sure. Um but this match Shawn Michaels, I uh, look, let me I got to start over again. I'm getting emotional. I hate Shawn Michaels. I know. So <laughs> I heard I heard that somewhere. I, I hate somewhere. him. And however, rightly so. You're you need to recognize the talents of, of your enemies as well. And uh, he's my sworn enemy, Shawn Michaels. However, he is so fantastic. And he was so fantastic. This is the first match, by the way. They didn't know how this was going to come off. They didn't know how the TV visibility was going to be. Taker and Shawn had good chemistry before already. Uh, Like I said, a month before the the prior pay-per-view, they had a regular singles match, uh, Taker and Michaels, from their debacle from SummerSlam. And they had a really good singles match. And it showed that these two guys had chemistry. It's... It's poetic that both of them went on to have two of the greatest WrestleMania matches I've ever seen and uh, Taker ends Michael's career years later. So this is where it kind of started between the two. Um, They always had good chemistry with each other. And a lot of that has to do with with Taker, but has to do with Michael's. I cannot stress enough. The energy, the speed that he moved at the beginning when he was ping ponging all around. Michael's is... um, I don't like his politics. I don't, I I think that he always felt insecure. Michaels. I think he always felt like, and maybe that was chemically induced. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, he never had to be that way because he was so heads and shoulders better than everybody else. Like it was my God, like his, and the way he sold, it wasn't just a Rick Rude or Kurt Henning sold, which is fine. They were great when they sold, but Michaels somehow took it to a different level. His selling was fucking like, I the backdrop for, for him, in the ring yes, to the mat. Everything he did, Michaels was just phenomenal. And he would do bumps. And again, this is coming from somebody who I don't like Michaels at all. 
mainly because of his backstage politics. But he would do some things that I would see over the years where I'm like, good God. And then you would watch an entire generation of wrestlers copy him years later. Try to be him, yeah. Whether he knew it or not, which probably not back here, he not was influencing he was influencing like two or three generations of pro wrestlers. Sure. You can't tell me somebody like Daniel Bryan didn't worship Michaels. You can't tell me that so Edge and Christian didn't worship Michaels. You can't tell me that you know, I, I kind of can name a, a bunch of people that watched mm. Michaels, uh, the Young Bucks, and you know, all of them, uh, Kenny Omega, all yeah. of them, like, were derivatives of Shawn Michaels. All of them were. Um, CM Punk was as well. Uh, CM Punk was different. He was innovative with his offense, but like, it, it, it just watching Michaels here, I'm like, oh, yeah, man, the Young Bucks like, especially. he's such a good pro wrestler. He is such an innovator. I hate saying it. It makes me so upset that I have to say it about him. But what that's what I feel when I watch this match. Did they, they outdo it? Yes. They had a mini, you know, Foley and Taker. It was a bigger spectacle. Uh, uh, Triple H and Foley um, at No Way Out uh, in 2000 was great. And so they've done different things. You know, Shane has jumped off the cage because, you know, he has to do everything uh, wrestlers do and, and demean him. Um, but like here... Like Michaels didn't fall off the cage, but he did. He climbed down the cage, like gave me 10% and fell from the side of the cage to the table. Michaels did so much stuff. After he's first. already a bloody mess too. Yeah. And, and he was bleeding on top of that, which adds to it or whatever. And Taker was right with him here on this. I don't mean to not compliment Taker. Sure, uh, awesome. I, I, I'm embarrassed by saying thumbs up because that's the highest rating that we have. But I mean, yeah. like this match, like when you go back and watch it, it's not just because like, I don't have to jizz all over it because I hate Michaels. I watched this match and I was like, God, everything they did. I was like, this match is phenomenal. This match still holds up now. And there's no surprise why cage matches were based off this afterwards and Hell in a Cell matches. They made the Hell in a Cell concept work. They might have used it after this if the match was so-so, but they... Taker and Michael set the bar to where everybody that was put in a hell of a cell after you can't tell me that they didn't think we have to be just as good as Sean and Taker all the years after all the years like this is a great match and I'm not even talking about the legendary debut at the end of the match which uh, we'll get to but for the match and the concept thumbs up these guys were in uncharted territory they had no idea how this match was going to go off again like i was saying in the beginning they didn't know how the production value was going to look they didn't know if the camera shooting through the cage was going to be good did they have someone in there too a cameraman in there a couple yeah yeah Yeah. so like got out right yeah that's right that's right yeah so i mean like they had no idea how any of that was going to look and they absolutely hit a home run so i love it and i'm rambling go ahead dave uh i love it uh, the, yeah, uh, I pretty much. Everything yeah, I was remember Shawn Michaels was cussing him out. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, every every move. Get out of the way. Um, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker is unexpected magic. I think. I, I think Undertaker is the kind of guy you know where you know you hear the stories about Hogan and Shawn, and Shawn's like, "Well, I win the first one, and you win the next two. And Hogan's like, "How about I just win all three, Dick?" You know, like where Undertaker's like, "No, let's let's work. Let's see what we can do here." And I think that's the. That's why over time you might hate the Undertaker as a character, which we did for the most of that career. But you got to respect the guy for like, no, this this we could make this really really good. Even though I outweigh you by over a hundred pounds, let's see what we can do here. And you know, we'll t- we'll say why, but I mean, Sh- Shawn Michaels actually is the winner here. Uh, but when it really counts, you know, Taker is going to take these things over at WrestleManias later on. But um, I think that <clears throat> Undertaker could have been that guy. Like, no, that's this is not how it's going to work. You're I'm just going to kick your ass. And because Undertaker was on his way. We we all knew that. And but being able to work with Sean and say, look, you know, let's 
let's just forget for a minute that I outweigh you by probably legit at least 80, 90 pounds. And yeah, um, I'm a full foot taller than you are. Um, and, you know, you could argue that without that, Sean may have not had the career he was going to have. So, um, you know, I, I think I think that's phenomenal and great on Taker's part. I give it a thumbs up as well. But you all know my beef about the the sell. I'm like, you know, if you're going to stay in there, stay in there. But to your point, if you don't get out, you can't do the great stuff up top. So I just wish they'd be like, look, you know, you're going to end it in the cell, but you're going to use the cell. Just don't say you can't get out because you're going to get out. Um <laughs> And are, do you guys want to talk about the ending or you want to go through anything else first before we do? Cause uh, let's go, uh, go to Craig. What do you think yeah. about the match and the you know, the first ever hell in the cell? What do you think about it? Yeah, there, I, there's so much I want to say. Um, and, and more after like hearing both you guys kind of talk about it. Um, this was the first one. And when you think about it, they shouldn't have went outside the cell because the whole gimmick and the attraction of the hell in the cell, they should have stayed inside. Um, but what they did, um, and then but they but they did, and they ended up they did a bunch of sequences where they did end up side. They did end up on top of the cage. It was very very tough to beat and and top. And as Jess said, future future matches took elements of this, but they they took everything they could and drained every single um, piece of a uh, uh, drop of juice out of this match. Yeah. Um, the one thing about and then then the just the storyline itself with Undertaker and the chair shots. That struck me as it, this this match itself. When you look at the promos and the, and the packages they had of this match, the chair shots that Sean gave to Undertaker, which kind of drove the physicality of Undertaker and the revenge that he needed to get on Sean, it really said like '97 was such a different time in these chair shots compared to 2020. Oh, that's right. This match was just it, it's both took in the chair. Oh, it's geez. it's such a it's a tribute to this time and the '97 and the difference between. Um, now and then, like they really put it all on the line. You have Shawn Michaels, who was hungry, who bled like a stuck pig. They spent most of the time outside of the match, and Shawn took everything and let Undertaker do everything that he wanted to do to him. I have never seen anything like this in my life. Stop him! Let's go back and we have a shot at some of what we saw. Look at this, Michaels! I got another look at it! Backdrop from inside the ring, outside on his back. Um, They fought on top of the cage, and knowing what was to come later on with Foley and Undertaker, they took backdrops and and gorilla press slams on. Did Sean almost kill Taker with a pile driver on the steps too, Craig? Yes. He uh, he killed him. it It failed the first time, and then he picked it up and he did it again. But and then but and Sean's yeah. Sean knew there were two things about the cameraman. Sean played there was a there was a spot where he killed the cameraman. It was obviously a plant cameraman. But even before that, it was oh, teasing yeah. arrogant Sean, telling cameraman get the f out of the way. But that was actually who Sean was anyway. Even twelve when he Savat kicked the cameraman or the the, yeah. the the timekeeper in the in the face. But it was so perfect to where I was screaming at Sean. I thought he was a dick to be a dick. Uh, as a person during this match and then i realized yeah, yep. when he gets like back dropped over the rope and he kills the plant cameraman and then stomps him to death that's the reason to lift the hell in the cell up but all that stuff in him every moment and his facial expressions when he's getting the crap kicked out of him knowing where the camera was at all times and his facial expressions and his hair and his sweat and it, like he looked exhausted he just everything sean did and, and again i just said the same thing no disrespect to the undertaker who was in this dance with him but um from the blood to the top to the end 
it was almost disrespectful to have the ending happen to this match. Um, it was so some there was something so special so about much, it. Though it's it, the crazy thing is, is you're right. Is usually when a piece of art is built and they have a schmage screw job kind of ending. Yeah, it's always bad. However, the guy that debuted here at the end is a legend now, and yeah. it's because he came from this. And let me say, and I don't mean to cut you off. You know, behind the scenes, Taker felt free here. Taker even said, I was trapped in the dead man gimmick for so long from 1990 all the way up to like 96. And finally, when Foley came in in 96 and then when when he got to wrestle Brett a little bit at the end of 96, then he wrestled Michaels. They let Taker wrestle before it was just Taker no sold, no sold, sat up, no sold. But here, Taker was allowed to wrestle and work. And even though we say Michael stole the show and no disrespect against Taker, Behind the scenes, Taker was finally getting the yes. shackles taken off him here, and he was allowed to work, which we all saw what that led to as his WrestleMania streak started getting more important, and he would actually be the best worker on the card to defend yeah. the streak. So, yeah. so no, 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 uh, yeah, it was key yeah. stuff that Craig said. Finish your uh, yeah. thing, Craig. I'm sorry. And then we all remember Foley being thrown off the cage, but Michaels wrestles 25 minutes and then gets thrown off him, throws himself off three quarters, if not seven eighths up the cage on the table with monitor sticking that probably hit him in the back that he misses and then does more after that. Like uh, he's, yeah. this is the, he as hungry as he's ever been. And he's trying to get over on Brett. And the next night on raw, he tries to almost do like an Austin McMahon angle where he shows like the curtain call yeah. on the screen instead of the highlights from this match. And he kind of, and he's stealing, like he's just kind of recycling what's already beginning with Austin and he wants to do that. But like, I've for this night and this tribute, I was so thankful to see this match today. And I was like, wow, like, thank you for everything you did for the business. It's a different business now than it was. And I don't know how we got up in the morning and did raw that next day. This was it's one of the best matches I've ever seen. And I, I don't think I've, I've seen this in a long, long time. I, I do. I know everyone should every morning, but it's a sad story. <laughs> Correct. You know, what, yeah, what, it was yeah, what you had to do. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. thumbs up for sure. It's yeah, stupid. Thumbs up. <laughs> Uh, I in the middle. Uh, yeah. uh, and because I'm sorry, because um, way instinct. Did you like Shawn Michaels? Thing? I, you know what, man, the the promos I loved it because yeah, the chair shots are brutal. But like you know, growing up when you're seeing Shawn Michaels, you you think as the flamboyant heartbreak kid, yeah, and the flashy guy. But like the the promos made him seem more like uh like he can hurt you, and he'll hurt guys like Undertaker with chair shots, and he'll fucking hurt. You he'll know, he's a, a dangerous way, guy. Right? Yeah, yeah he'll like. Find a way. Like, you know, he was kind of the weasel heel, but then at the same time was like, no, I'm going to take it to you and I'm going to make I'm going to make myself look like a legitimate threat in this match, even though you're fucking 300 pounds, six foot ten and I'm six foot six foot, 225, 30 pounds. I'm going to make it still seem like there's that danger there, like I'm going to take you out because I'm going to resort to anything to take you out. And and. Yeah, like you guys have already mentioned, the way he sells everything, everything from a boot to face, he sells the boot to face so good. Uh, the face smash into the buckle, the turnbuckle, um, the cameraman, the the beginning of him setting the stage, like get the fuck out of my way, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. Um. But both guys, man, with this match, they set the bar because they're like, oh well, yeah. You're thinking Hell in a Cell, we're gonna stand here. No, we're gonna set the bar and show you you can utilize the Hell in a Cell anyway, as long as it makes sense. 
Injure the and, cameraman. Yes. Now we got to get out of the hell. Or well, now there's a way out. That of the makes hell a lot of sense. You triggered something in my brain. So we talked about the the clusterfuck that was the flag match rules. This match from the beginning was you can only win by pinfall or submission. No, it's pinfall. That's it. Yeah. It so pinfall. like, so the fact that they went out didn't bother me because I knew that it wasn't getting out of the cage that won. So it wasn't shocking when they got out. Yeah, they it got was. They had to finish it in the ring. So it, it, it ended up having to go back there. I think that was the key. Go ahead, cuz. Sorry. I just, you triggered that in my head. That's I'm like, point. that's right. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. really good point. Cause that's, to, to, that's to contrast the match before, this was the rules yeah. were simple and perfect in this. But yeah, it was for that. It was for their match and their story, but also the show for future Hell in a Cell. I was like, hey, you can, you can utilize the, K, the Hell in a Cell however you want to, yeah. which I'm sure prompted fully why don't we start at the top taker? And then, yeah. you know, that's what led to that. But, and then of course the ending, man, like all of it, the storyline, the storyline building up, because even with that, like, like a looming, like a, a, a horror movie guy or whatever, a uh, killer or whatever, you're thinking like, Oh, this guy could be around any corner. And, and the mm-hmm. buildup with Paul bear teasing it every week with taker. He's alive undertaker and all that stuff. Well, I, so I give a thumbs up the drop. So let's, well, oh, I was going to yeah, say one more thing. Uh, oh, good, yeah, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose kind of mimicked uh, the Shawn Michaels bump too when they had their Hell in a Cell match. They they climbed down like you know a quarter of the way, so they're still three quarters up, and then they both bumped off of it, it like Michaels under oh. the table without it being cleared. So that you know, there you go. So let, let's uh, let's give the all you know all these crazy fans the the idea of the, the finish here. So like you said, the you know the brother of Undertaker is alive. It's being produced for weeks. Paul Bear is going to bring somebody in. Blah blah blah. Well, and take, towards, Taker had him finished here, so you're like yeah. Taker's going to beat yeah, Michaels. Yeah, Taker's, Taker's the lights got go Sean's out. Number. Yeah. I just go remembered out. something. Hold on, I remembered something because we didn't mention it in the DOA versus Los Pericas oh, match. <laughs> Brian Lee was the fake Undertaker. This is I where fans about that. From the Chains, Chains was the fake Undertaker. Oh, we got a match that's related to Undertaker. <laughs> what? There's no fake Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, there was. So we're, we're talking time. about Hell in the Cell, and you went I back know. to the disciples of Combat. We didn't mention it earlier. We got it. Why? I have no control over him. Why? He's, not, he's, he's nowhere to be seen here. Why? We have no control. Because we didn't mention it earlier. And chest we're talking about Taker things. right now. So uh, I, 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 just, I just no, remember. you're right. That's a, that's a very good point. There's a lot. I'm there's just a lot ready of... to bring the credits. Jesus. Okay. Um, that's <laughs> Craig. That's the right one. That's right. Absolutely. Because fuck, you're so smart. Anyway, Dave, go on. <laughs> uh, that's what you get for not mentioning Brian Lee. Steve Brody Brian Lee was that. there. Dave, to you. So, when 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 Taker has Sean's number here, the lights go out. This just uh, has said, and everything comes up, and Paul Bear is coming out. With no, I didn't. Jake. I was talking about Brian Lee. Uh, <laughs> 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 what are you talking about? Um, so Kane that's gotta comes be Brian out Lee and, and Jr. announces <laughs> that that's gotta be Kane, right? And what what's what's great for Allure is that Kane literally. But rips. what if it wasn't though? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh wait, that's like he's that's got to be Chains from I DOA. I get Kane for the evening, so I got Taker's cousin. Like it's ridiculous, <laughs> and like it was all bad. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> available. Um, he doesn't want to come out yet, so he had a prior commitment. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> but, that's uh, gotta be Chains. Kane literally rips the door off the cage, which which was great for effect, and then. 
comes in and gives. However, it backs yours and Craig's criticism up that it they already got out of the cage before. So the fact that he ripped the cage off was a strong message. Like uh, nobody else can get in or out, but Kane can. Yeah. But you're right; they got out of the cage, so they showed they could do it. And then when he ripped the door yeah. off, I'm like, well. I mean, it shows his strength <laughs> yeah. off, but he didn't do anything in the sense of, like, defeat the cage, right? He didn't, like, uh, break yeah. the cage uh, combo, you know? They should have made uh, a much bigger deal out of it. They locked the cage no, back they up. they did. Hey, we they got did. the cage locked. They're they did. Now. They're going to no, finish after they, here. After they got Taker and Michaels back in, they actually purposely showed them chaining up the cage door. Yeah, but they yes, could have made they a did. Give that, effect, give that effect, like, oh, shit, yes. Kane ripped off the door I would have liked. I would have liked Jim Ross to be like, we had a union welder come in right now and weld the cage. Yeah, they should have made a bigger deal out of it on the announcement but there were so many so many bad flubs on, on, on the table with these guys with, with it's, I blame Vince while Rowe. they're welding the cage I just want to let everybody know that shut. you can yeah. argue if Vince Brian was really tardy during school and not a good student Brian Pillman's drug dealer while they're chaining the cage so towards the end of that basically to signify he was a chain user walks in Brian Pillman shoplifted Jesus Christ Gives Taker his own finisher, gives him the tombstone, walks out, and all Sean has to do is cover Undertaker for the one, two, three. Michaels, with presence of mind, a bloody mass, throwing his arm over the Undertaker's chest. We have one. He did not say he did it all by himself. Like, oh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> He's uh, so, like, what do you guys think? Are, because of all that great stuff that happened in the match, do you think this disparages the match? Do you think it's no. good? Uh, yeah, if, tell me what you think. No, if you told me on paper, I might say, if yeah. listening to you describe it and I didn't see it, I'd be like, why did they ruin the ending? But when you watch this ending, Kane's debut was legendary. Their yeah, face off was. was awesome. And yeah, Tombstone Taker, I was like, God, like, what a debut. But it could have flubbed after that. And that's a tribute to Glenn Jacobs yeah. because. Kane I thought that it could have been Shockmaster esque if he fucked yes, up the tombstone, yeah, yep. if he messed with the door in the cage, it could have. And if it, if he was t- like tone deaf or like it just didn't work, you were like, "This is." But not stupid. even that. Afterwards, but they could have just had Taker beat him at Mania and be done with him, like cleanly. Yeah. Yeah. But the way they the way they book Mania was Kane kicked out of several tombstones. Yep. He resisted. He ended up losing. But Kane is a legend. I'm gonna be. Yeah. I mean. I don't know how anybody could say that he's not a Hall of Famer. Like Kane yeah. took this gimmick that was the the a piggyback of the Undertaker legacy, right? Yes. You know, it's it, your it brother his, that never died sub-name. in the fire. Like it was yeah. all that corny <laughs> shit. It was all that corny stuff, but Kane is a legend. And Glenn Jacobs is a big reason because he listened to Taker he's behind talented. the scenes. He understood pro wrestling. Glenn he's my did, and he's he was awesome. And so yeah, you can look back. This could have been a huge disaster, but it yep. worked. People actually started to cheer Kane when he was a heel against yeah. Taker because yeah. they thought he was awesome. His entrance yep. was awesome. Like he was huge. Like, yeah, he, he stood was big. Point. He was agile. Yeah. Work. His yeah. original mask, by the way, was awesome. Incredible. Like everything yeah. about 
Kane oh, was yeah. great. They even got away with fucking doing a lightning duel and people still like them. I don't know what if your characters are over at that point, you could take a shitty gimmick like that and make it work. Fuck. I don't know. Like, Jesus, like, yeah, it could have yeah. all gone wrong. And if you would have, if I never saw it and I went over oh, and yeah. said, Dave, oh, I missed Hell in the Cell tonight, uh, you know, at uh, Bad Blood. What happened? Well, <laughs> at the end, Kane came. Why the fuck did they ruin yeah, that match? Stupid. Like, but when you watch it, you're like, it's this all is all. absolutely perfect. Nothing was wrong with it. This is why I'm a Ring of Honor guy. In my opinion, that's why I like you Japan pro wrestling. Even though I like tampons. This is why Meltzer makes so much sense. Suckers in your mouth have a spit on my dick. I think I think Hogan got in Kane's ear though because when Kane was holding Taker for the tombstone, he was looking at every angle of the audience. He was. Like he, he, the he didn't know. He tried. He didn't know which angle to turn for the camera. You look you at the crowd. The you hit the tomb. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta give the Gaga. Yeah. You gotta. Kane, you Kane gotta. Pulled it uh, brother. Brother. He picked up. I know. He, it was a good he thing did. he wasn't blown up, obviously. But he picked up Taker like he was just a, just a, just a cruiserweight. Just. I. And it actually looked like he, how low he yeah. had him looked like he could have dropped him yeah. on his head, but Taker tucked his head and Kane yeah. made sure his knees hit it was first. Well done. And yeah, it was the whole thing was well done. Yeah. Epic. Yeah, man. on epic. like sensitive yep, like epic. debuts like this, so much so much more could go wrong than go right. Yeah, and these guys, they, there was no mess ups yeah, at all. Exactly. And then after this, the 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 Sean like lifting his head out of the pool of blood and just draping his arm over Undertaker. I think that was that, a very important just like that image. It went. Yeah. It almost like. Yes, Kane just debuted, but then it also it closed and ended with the war and the battle these guys just had, and then like it was it, it was just kind of perfect from that. Like he was in a pool, yeah, but it, to me, it's up there. Yes, with the Austin we all know what face. would happen a month Not, later. You know. Shaman get the title shot at Brett. Brett would beat him fair in Montreal, and Brett would go on to another thirty year career in WWF, and it was all fine. Oh yeah, that's what happened. And then yeah, they tag up together and won. Uh, Didn't go to WCW. the Rocker Foundation for like the next twenty years. Yeah, they were best friends. Blah blah yeah. blah. Everything yeah. was fine after that, so it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> um, so overall, uh, so, overall, yeah. I would say uh, I give this pay per view a thumbs down. Oh, but uh, the opening oh, yeah. match and the oh, ending oh, match, yeah. uh, the opening match, ending match saved it. The ending yes. match is legendary. And maybe maybe I'm wrong. I think the, the no. closing match was so good. It could raise it to a thumbs in the middle. Nope. Um, but uh, yeah, every it does, other it doesn't, match. It, I'll tell you just it doesn't give it to a thumbs middle. And I'll tell you why. It's because of Vince. And it's all yeah, this fucking he fault. made me it's, mad with the way he handled Pillman's if, death. If they, that if, if, off. Yeah, I would give it a thumbs middle if if Brian Pillman was mentioned once, condolences, and moved on. And we'll if you're out, actually we'll listening to this podcast yeah. and you actually are going to go back and watch it, um, I can just tell you from a work rate, if you don't give a shit about the way Vince treats Pillman or whatever, which is fine, it's your prerogative, um, every match sucked except for the opening match i'm just talking a wrestler fan here yeah. uh, of work rate and and you know if it flows or whatever the opening match was very good and worth watching and so was the main event everything else everything else was not worth i think time. that's actually i think that that's why i would give this event a thumbs up uh the first match was a thumbs up if you only remember the first the first thing and the last thing the last thing yeah the rest of the two and a half hours that that's that okay. Plan, like right? I will give this event. I, I a think pay-per-view. that was the plan. You know, they yeah. knew they knew that they had to make the main event pay off, and they had to have Kane's debut pay off. Yeah, they didn't really give a shit. I mean, they were losing at this point in the war, yeah. and they were just trying to make anything work. So the the seeds of DX was planted. The seeds of Austin was planted here. The Rock. Um, I can go back and look in 2020 eyes and and go back and just see there was a lot of good things being there, there was a lot of seeds planted here, and they were going to blossom mm-hmm. into something awesome. Yeah, but uh, there's Bariquas. 
Los Bariquas. Everybody knows Los Bariquas went on to disciples. Uh, the yeah, the disciples. All of them went on to be bigger than LOD. the Godwins are the Godwins are amazing. The stables, guys. The it's about the stables. People talk about Harlem what? Heat, and I'm like, what about the Godwins, motherfuckers? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, you know, I get those crazy. Guys, those guys are still going today. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah, headbangers, man. Yeah. We're in typo negative. So, cuz, overall pay-per-view, thumbs up, thumbs down. I will give it thumbs in the middle because of the significance of the main event and because of, like Jess said, the seeds that were planted for the future stars and, you know, what... You had what a reason to watch Austin. You know, Austin just did... You know, I know we talked about it, but, like, really, like, goddamn, he was so fluid and so... Yeah, like in tune. He was so in tune with that Stone Cold character, and he knew what he wanted it to be. And just, oh yeah, yeah, just fucking well, around on voluntary was. tables and everything. He was hilarious, and like he couldn't wrestle, so he had to make his his little stunt out there count, and he did. Every time yeah, Austin did. got on TV, Austin made it memorable Austin's and made it work for, for his advantage. He's yep. uh, again, we praise Sean Austin's great as well, and we saw it yep. beginning here. Absolutely. Hogan's the best, his, but Austin was fine. Oh, no. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. No. Yes. Click no. on the link tree. You can find us on several platforms, including <laughs> Apple, Spotify, Brother. SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. And don't forget, we're also part of the WrestleHub family, all about wrestling podcast. Catch them at the WrestleHub on YouTube and Instagram. This is Clark Kent. Ugh, Clark Kent. A super trooper. Sting. Cola. Dracula. Signing off with the OWP. Can I be Undertaker's family too, brother? <laughs> <laughs>